Hello, welcome. Hello. This is our our third catch up, I guess, under um, these quarantine situations, and now a curfew. Now a curfew. COVID um, and curfew. Yeah, the the lovely mix of what's happening now. How was your week? How's everything going? Ooh, it's been a heavy week. A lot of motion. It's just a lot. So I actually woke up earlier today than I was supposed to on a Saturday. Typically on a Saturday, like I won't get out of bed till like nine. And then today I was like wide awake at 6 a.m. Wow. Wide awake. Yeah. So I went for a run, which always helps clear my head. And plus it's getting muggy out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's starting to get real humid real fast. I thought we'd have at least until, you know, a few weeks and at least until like 4th of July, but no, it's ready. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's here. <laughs> the sun is hitting the concrete and the blacktop and it is definitely making things lots of humid. Yeah, this week has been, it was weird. Earlier this week, it was completely slow. I feel like it's been five years, five years in one week. It was very, it was emotionally draining. And then I feel like it was physically physically draining. And yeah. I too woke up early. I think I, I slept in a little later than you. <laughs> I woke up at seven. But still, um, that's not early. That's really early for me on a weekend. Yeah, but I was just happy to just get this started. It's like this is the joy, one of the the the, the joys of my uh, my week. Same. I was looking forward. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump into it. So yeah, your top five scary movies, and then get into the top three scary movies because I know that for me, for example, like the top five. The top three scariest movies for me do actually do not make up the top five. Same, same. Yeah. I, 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 I put aside like, these are the movies that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Still to this day. And these are my like top five favorite movies. And I have some honorable mentions as well. Okay. And can we just talk about our love for horror yes. movies? Yes. Why do you love horror movies? Ooh, that's such a great question. I think that it's, for me, it's such an allegory to societal problems. So I see it as, especially with zombie films, and there's that character that's the other. These are the societal issues, and it's almost solution driving. Like, how do you solve for X? And then seeing the situation happen, and there's so many other layers, you know, subplots, etc., that are introduced to it. And that's, I relate to horror and why I like it. I uh, like how to get out of a situation like what would you do <laughs> I know that sounds very odd but no it is what would you do in this situation what about Especially, you um so I did not get into horror until I was dating Sam so horror movie was like like some like hardcore horror movies and I love watching horror movies with Sam like I couldn't bring myself to watch a horror movie by myself even mm -hmm. today it's more so watching it with another person makes it so much more enjoyable. It's the adrenaline rush when in certain scenes, hiding under the covers, and then <laughs> Sam yelling at me, you must watch, watch. And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> and anticipating those moments when you know something's going to jump out at you. And yeah. I'm like, okay, look at the floor. <laughs> that's what Sam's like, like, you want to watch, watch it. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. Uh, i Where you, 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 I was even too scared sometimes to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, yeah. 
So the scenarios, right? What would you Yeah, do? it's definitely How do you scenario. rally together? That's why I think we talked about go bags. Have we talked yes. about Yeah, we had talked about that. Like <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely like the shared experience too. I guess I love going to the movies for the, the opening weekend and going to movie theaters that I know audience participation, like you're not going to be shamed into audience participation. Like I definitely wouldn't go to like Alamo Draft House for certain scary movies. Like I would love to go to the Magic Johnson Theater, like go to somewhere in Harlem or go to City Point. But I think that there's some exceptions to the rule because definitely when seeing like the latest Halloween movie, there are people who are talkative in Alamo Draft House, but going to see Get Out, for example, at the Magic Johnson Theater in Harlem was an experience. And it's so, it's so great. It's like community going in to watch a horror film and everybody has their jokes. Everybody has their, people are yelling at the screen. And I think that that is a, a wonderful experience. And I also like, like, I like watching horror movies by myself. And or I don't know how you do that. Uh-uh. No. Well, one, it's never, uh, like, in the evening. Actually, when we went to go see a lot of these horror movies that came out last year, we would go in the morning, like, the first screening in the morning to just kind of get it out of the way <laughs> so that we have <laughs> the rest of the day to do our stuff. I'm the total opposite. Wind down into the night. It's dark out. Put on that scary movie on because it adds more to it. it yeah. Would- I don't know how you get it like first thing in the morning or watch a horror movie. That's a true horror movie fan. Like go to Nighthawk and, you know, have your brunch and watch a movie. (laughs) Can we talk about the types of horror movie that, that you like? Yeah. Yeah, definitely around. I feel like I gravitate toward those horror movies that evaluate a wrongdoing, like I don't want to say like a ritual of some sort. There's always this protagonist and they're running from something or there's some type of town that has some historical cover up. That thing or that entity or that person is exacting revenge. I feel like I like those movies because it's, well, what do you expect if you treat this person like this? Right? (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Um, So the types of horror movies like similar, a protagonist, who something happens and they have a vendetta chasing movies like a killer on the spree and they're trying to like you know run from the killer or get back at the killer movies where people rally up together and collaborate as a team so zombie movies yeah absolutely love because how do you band together to protect yourself fight against these zombies or just live basically so those are the type of movies i like the in terms of Movies I don't like, exorcism or poltergeist type of movies. Same. It freaks me out. I don't like dealing with, like, the exorcism of Emily Rose. Forget it. I just, I just don't like that type of horror. Also, the type of horror, oh, the Saw movies. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I do not like those types of movies. Those are kind of, you know, I would like them if, it just seems very complicated. Like, if somebody were, I think, to your point, you made a, Nobody's that smart. And it's true. Because yeah. like, if you, that person dedicated that much amount of time to putting these things strategically together, I can imagine that some, I don't know, like some child or something like that, or just some person, random person, like just walked into that kind of like, oops, sorry, I opened up the wrong door. Like, and then something <laughs> bad happens to them. It's, it's a little too, like, you're supposed to suspend disbelief in horror, but it's a little too... It's a little, like like you said, too complicated. It's like, what you know? if somebody just wanted to 
go to the restroom and then it's like, oh, I have nothing to do with this. And I just need to go to the bathroom. And now my foot is stuck in a pipe and I can't get out. And I, you know, I have nothing to do with this. It's <laughs> kind of messed up. Yeah. I think about Avengers. There's Avengers. I think it, I forgot what movie it was. And I know I'm probably going to get dragged for it about the villain being the person that's like, look, you guys are superheroes and you got these regular people involved. Now we're pissed off at you too. You don't really see that in in horror. And I don't think that those movies are that sophisticated enough to kind of weed out that type of storyline. Right, right. No one's that smart. (laughs) Yeah. And how do they have so many Saul movies out? Who are these people that are watching this? I I just Uh, don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. And yeah, same. I don't like the, the Exorcist movies or supernatural within the like religious space because those haunted house movies or the exorcist yeah the exorcists or the people who go in and investigate these cases like paranormal activity yeah i thought that was was okay i thought that was okay i've never seen those i don't know why i just feel like i'm not gravitated to those you know i feel like the marketing and the commercials and when they show people their test screen audiences with the with the green nighttime camera zooming in on these people's faces. I'm like, that doesn't entice me to see this movie. No? You don't want to see people going, (laughs) oh! No. (laughs) Oh, and also, It. I don't like clown horror. What? Okay, I I don't like It. I don't like It. That was one of my scary movies. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. Okay, so we just jump into... Well, I don't like clowns, so... You know, full disclosure, I don't like clowns. I have an aunt who, she ordered like a clown doll for me and it was not cute at all. Like she had a closet of like cl- like not beautiful dolls. And then she was like, oh, I'll order you one. I'm like, great. And she ordered one and it was a clown. And I just wanted to like throw it at her. Like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> but I was like 10. <laughs> was it that time when Harlequins were like kind of trendy? Do you remember? And then everything was like in soft, faded, powdery type of finish it, mood. Uh, I don't think it was trendy. I just think that like it was her taste and whomever the this doll maker she went to. It was in the Harlequin fashion, like believe it or not. It was just bizarre. And I, I remember like I took it home and I think I buried it in a closet and I bet it's in my mom's garage now. But yeah, I just don't like any type of clowns. Like, I don't think they're cute. I don't think they're fun. Oh, with the exception of like Bozo probably or whatever clowns were hanging out with Shusha at the time. But <laughs> no, I would say the, late, the latest It that came out, It Part One was really good. Yeah, let's start with our... You okay? So are we doing the scariest movies first? No, we're doing our top five. Okay, and then we're gonna talk honorable mentions, and then we're gonna go into the the scariest movies. Okay. All right. So what are your top five? Okay. So number five is Midsummer, oh. and this is the one I watched with you and Nate yes. at Alamo Draft House. And I am so glad you sent me the invite to go with you to watch that because first off, I have never seen a movie like that before. First time I've ever seen the most beautifully grotesque depicted horror. It was like a Wes Anderson meets, meets, I don't know, 
I can't think of a per analogy for the horror, but it was the way every shot was depicted, mm -hmm. which is gorgeous, gorgeous. It was just haunting in how they did that. It made me wanted to, I, don't, I typically don't watch horror movies twice, but I made Sam watch it since he didn't watch it on New Year's Eve. So I was like, let's watch Midsummer. Oh no. <laughs> and, and he typically doesn't want to watch movies when I already watch it. He doesn't want me to rewatch it with him, mm -hmm. but he was, he was game. I agree with All you. Right. What's your number five? I will go with It Chapter One that came out in 2017. Oh my gosh! Tell me why you liked it. And I can <laughs> tell you why. I just wasn't feeling it. I feel like it was really good in terms of style. I was pleasantly surprised with Bill Sarsgaard. His depiction of Pennywise was incredible. And I feel like it was just genuinely terrifying. Like just the situations that the kids found themselves in and their backstories are horrific too. And so, so to have a character bring that out and, and put them in situations that make them feel uncomfortable, terrorize them for that is, yeah, it's pretty horrific. And I liked the visualization. So there was some, some special effects, but some things that like, clearly weren't special effects. And then there were just some really funny moments. When Pennywise had all the balloons and he was like sailing over part of the park, I was like, oh, that's like a Michael Jordan moment. Um, <laughs> it's just really funny. And it just really brought all these things together. And I just thought that it was just so well made. And yes, it was one of the movies that we saw at like 8 a.m. Oh my gosh! Uh, okay, the other question is, were there other people in the theater to it? Oh yeah, it was sold out. It was sold out for an 8 a.m. show? Yeah. Where? At Alamo Draft House. In, oh my um, gosh. In Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. Well, yes, it has a following. I just couldn't suspend belief that this clown that was terrorizing these kids would just come out of nowhere. So just like when the girl was in the bathroom, and she, her hair somehow got stuck in the sink. Yeah. And like, how did that happen? I just, I, I just don't know. I didn't like where he was popping up. And I was like, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't with this clown. <laughs> uh, okay, so what is your four? Number four. Number four. Number four. Uh, th so Sam and I watched this. This is the time of blockbuster movies when we would go to the blockbuster store together and browse through what they have off to offer for rentals remember those days LaCroix? oh yes every friday and it was the time i was like i wish we had access to the internet to like do some ratings research and now is at the tip of our hands for anything now so we took a gamble on this french horror film called high tension oh my gosh old tension Tension, and it was. Uh, it came out in two thousand three. It paid off our gamble. So basically, the, have you seen it, Lacroix? I have actually. I have it down as one of the scariest movies that I've seen. Oh my god! It is my number three. All tension. Yeah. Hear me. Like it's. It's more so for those you don't know or listeners. It's about this. These two best friends, and they decided to go to the country in France at our friend's house and in our parents farm's house and on the night of their arrival there's a guy that's terrorizing them and going after them and basically slaughtering the whole family and you see this one girl the protagonist try to get out of this situation and how she does it it is crazy it is highly violent I think Sam was telling me 
that this type of horror led was a game changer and introduced a new type of horror for French horror. And there's a term for it. We forgot what it is, but there, it, that's what it does. And it, I just thought it was fantastic. It blew me away. But it scared the shit out of you, Kalakua? It was. It was like one of the, that was my number three of the top scariest movies that I've seen. And I think because of the way, yeah, at the time in 2003, there was no other film that did what it, what it did in terms of the filmmaking, the storytelling, not to spoil anything, but it was really good. And it was, I think it was a breakout for the main character. And, and it was one of those things that really got you thinking. Because I'd never seen like American film do what it did. So I really, it was like one of the scariest movies for me. Wow. But not the the scariest movie, but it was in my top three. So now I have to find another one. (laughs) I only have two more scary. Let's see. What do I have down? I have like a few. The Witch, I would definitely put down as a scary movie and it mainly because it's a slow burn and it's so fascinating of how Robert Eggers did that film and stuck true to kind of that century and the language the art everything I find it's really fascinating because it's kind of the story of what's happening with women now it's yes people are getting blamed for things and you're just like no or, or you know whatever and you know you don't know if it's circumstantial because of the environment or if it's a supernatural force so i love the fact that it's this girl and she's just trying to do what she can and her family sucks you know there's famine you're being blamed for things and you're just trying to do your best and sometimes you're just like look i am trying <laughs> Not I give up, but there has to be another way. Women back in the day in New England were accused of witchcraft, persecuted, and I feel like this movie just brought out everything. I don't know, I sometimes I go hard for a lot of horror films and people look at me like sideways, like, uh. <laughs> like, why do you like horror film? And I'm just, because you learn so much and you see this and maybe you, some people don't see this in their everyday where you know, you have women or, or black people or whomever saying these things and people don't believe it. And then it's like, there has to be another way. There has to be a solution. And yeah, it really drew me in. And I think I saw this movie rather belatedly. So I want to say like two or three years ago, as opposed to when it first came out. Really? Um, I thought you were in a theater with me watching this, The Witch. No, no I, I never seen it. I saw it. No, what movie did we see? We've definitely seen like It Follows. That's my number three. Ah, okay. <laughs> what a perfect segue. Yes. It follows. We saw it together at Nighthawk. Perfect setting. Loved it. The idea, I don't know how to describe it. The idea of killer that is, it's like a game of tag. You're mm-hmm. it and you can pass around who's it by having sex with another person. And how they did it, I don't know. It just caught my attention throughout the entire film totally caught my attention and I thought the lead actress yeah Micah Monroe I thought she did a fantastic job of being the protagonist um I I really like that film and I like the fact that they really stayed it's pretty local like it stayed in Detroit it looked very raw and real it looked like it could actually happen with the exception of there was some point in the movie where the characters has her phone in a shell. And I was like, okay, is this a futuristic type movie? You know, I wasn't really catching. I was like, oh, is this supposed to happen like a couple years down the road? Or is this happening now? But I was like, oh, that that element of it took me out 
for a second and, and it was just a split second a lot i liked it a lot and i wish that there were more films like that yeah i thought it was cleverly done it, it also i love when horror films pay homage to past major horror films and there's moments sprinkled in where you see they pay homage i thought the music was well done too oh yes uh, it kind of reminds me of the throwback music you hear in stranger things yeah I don't know how you describe it, but I, I, I was a big fan of the soundtrack. So that really added to the whole horror-esque of it, the feeling of it. Yeah. I would say my number three is Us. I love Jordan Peele's storytelling and comedy. And this one was, I think I saw it three times in the movie theater. It was so good. This duality of economic strife. You see it, like, again, it's like, you see it now, like the yes. have and have nots. And yes. these people rising up and... Yes. But I have, like, so many questions. <laughs> like, how did they get all the fabric to make those jumpsuits? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of red jumpsuits, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I still question how they have a lot of their resources. But I love that movie a lot. I often revisit it. Oh, my gosh. And, in fact, the last time I was on a plane... Not the last time I was on a plane, but I think when I was in... I wanted, I want to say January, it was an in-flight and yeah. I had put it on and fallen asleep for some reason. Because sometimes <laughs> I just fall asleep during movies. Pretty sure that the flight attendant dimmed my screen. Because when I woke up, I was hearing the audio and I looked, couldn't see any. Oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure that somebody was looking at my screen and was like completely offended by what they were saying. I was like, well, you shouldn't be looking at my screen. One, <laughs> you, I don't you know should what you guys not. are watching people that were sitting next to you that like went over and were dim 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 likely i don't, and i'm a light sleeper too so if something if there's a sound i wake up if, if i move i wake up something must have happened i'm watching this movie if i'm offending you that's too bad <laughs> deal with it yes exactly. <laughs> the first time you were watching us were you able to predict that twist at the end i think so i think i predicted it when i saw the trailer what yeah. What, one thing that was like really off for me in the trailer was that she was snapping her fingers off beat. And I was like, who would do that? If you're listening to music and you're, you're snapping your fingers off beat, that some was people like can't, Some people can't carry a tune. Some people can't. Some people can't carry beat. Seriously. I, know. I, uh, I don't know. But that was, a, that was a red flag for you? You're like, That hey. was a red flag. And then there was another red flag of, she was just so calm, specifically in that trailer. They're snapping the fingers in the car and it was like, be on the beat. And I was like, she was not on the beat. Uh, her son wasn't on the beat either. And then they got to the beach and there, I think they showed people like drinking or whatever. And she was drinking water. Like she was indulging in these processed things and definitely doing things that were, that wouldn't have allowed her to, to be who she wanted to be if she were in her circumstance. I was like, oh, this is going to be really, really interesting. But I still, I was like, okay, I think I got it, but I'm still going to go and see this movie and still go into support. And so Us is, I love it so much. I asked a friend who was working, or she's still in media, but she got the media kit that included the scissors and included the, um, the poster. <gasps> Um, so I wasn't able to get the scissors, but I, I, she did give me the poster and I do want to put it up at the office, but I, <laughs> I know <that laughs> it's going to be like, what? Yeah. I was like, how was Nate's reaction to that? <laughs> uh, 
deal with it. it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. <laughs> so what is your, now we're into top three, right? Top three. Two. Now oh, we're two. down to two. We're okay. down to two. And number two is Dawn of the Dead, the remake in okay. 2004. So that was my first, I think probably my first zombie film I've, I've ever saw. I was blown away by how much I enjoyed the new version. I never saw the old version. Fast zombies scared the shit out of me. And they did such a good job with these fast zombies. And it was thrilling and scary at the same time. I love how it's a group of people that banded together. Of course, you're going to run for the mall. I asked Sam, like, would you run to the mall? He goes, heck yeah. And I was like, what about Costco? Costco has everything. And he goes, but you're going to be in a box here in Costco. If you're at a mall, there's a lot of nooks and crannies you can hide in in case more zombies come in. <laughs> and I was asking him this, him this about his like, top horror movies too last Thursday. And we actually ended up putting on Dawn of the Dead and watched the first hour of it. And it's just like the pacing is just fantastic. And I love Sarah Polly as the character. Like, where is Sarah Polly nowadays? What's she doing? So I think she does like filmmaking now. Yeah, last I heard of it was like a documentary that well received too. Love the news version of Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version. Nice. My number two, you have already said it's Midsummer. Good. I love that movie so much. Uh, yeah, the colors, the the storytelling, and what frightens me the most about that movie is rituals. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. Their ritual in Sweden or wherever this was, was it was a norm to them. And you th- and if you think about everyday rituals that we have, or maybe you're traveling somewhere and you don't know what their rituals are and you're trying to acclimate yourself and educate yourself about a culture. And then you get to something like this that is very rooted history. in, yeah, it's rooted in history. It's rooted in nature because there's a system. And, and then you think about, if we were as a society to go by a system and it has been like these types of systems, like agrarian systems, or even like when you travel to different places and it's, Oh, it's harvest. And you have to do these things in order to appease these gods or have enough food for your family or, you know, you don't basically you starve or think about the way that this was depicted in, okay, well, this is what we have to do to appease our God you know, everybody's in it and they don't really tell you what's going on because your life essentially, or, you know, you're giving up your life for the greater good of a society. It's just mine. Like that stuff freaks me out so bad because you could find yourself in a situation where you're like, yes, I'm, I'm eating this thing and this is great. And I'll, wait, what, where did that come from? (laughs) What do I have to do? Excuse me? (laughs) Okay. Um, does it make you kind of scared to go to Sweden? The Scandinavian countries, I mean, <laughs> I have friends from there. It's great. One day I will make it there. I mean, I made it to Iceland. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just kind of like, of these things, we have our mobile phones, we're digitally savvy, and there's some pockets of places that don't have this information, you know? So you yep. come in as the ins- outsider to these communities that aren't used to seeing people that look like you that you have technology and they're still doing stuff that's been done for centuries, stuff like this could potentially happen. So therefore, I just kind of... 
I, I don't know. I was just like, this is a little too real because it could happen. <laughs> it kind of scares me a bit off from trekking through like the wilderness of Sweden too. Or, I mean, there's other countries too. Like there's, I want to say like two or three years ago, there was a guy who was trying to go on his like mission to convert some indigenous people oh God. to Christianity and they literally shot him on sight. They were just like, oh. no, don't do this. Don't come over here. And they already had encounters with people who have, you know, done them wrong. So it's a high concern for them. So was he stepped off his boat and he started to walk towards them and, you know, saying hi and stuff. They're like, no. And they shot him with a bow and arrow. So therefore, yeah, it's like, (laughs) yeah. So I'm just like, therefore I am going to stay my lane and do do my research. And if you made it there back safely, okay, you will be seeing me. (laughs) And that's why I really like Midsummer. I mean, spoiler alert, nobody comes back, but. um, But Okay. So I was reading one review and they're saying, but the director actually was saying Midsummer is really in essence a breakup movie. But it it, kind of is too. And that part I love because he was just so wrong to her. Douche. She didn't have a support system. Spoiler alert, she loses her family. She's on her own. And you want someone to understand what you're going through. And he was going to go without her, which would have been hilarious. She was, you know, she needed something. She didn't know who to go to. And she had this, you know, boyfriend. So she was just like, okay, I'll try to do what I can. And then she finds community. And I like, I think that that's like a redeeming thing there. They set him up for all the wrong. And she could have been a victim of it. And like, I think it was one of a game of chance that she kind of won the fact that, look, I have community. I have people who believe in me to some extent. I would kind of side eye that. Look at all the wrong that you did to me. Not I came out on top, but like, I think I'm going to be happened. okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I- <gasps> I like I like that interpretation at the end. I think I'm going to be okay because that <laughs> end scene was wild. Yeah, like the crescendo of what happens at the end. Man, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and be like fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're gonna be okay. And I yeah, that's a movie where it's like you take away and you think all these things are happening to you personally or professionally or you know she was a college student and then you she's been through all that went to a different country did experience all this stuff. And it's like, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I am excited to see any future work by the director of Midsummer. Oh, yeah. Um, Ari, Ari Aster. Yep. Fantastic. Because Hereditary, I thought, was well done, too. Yeah. It's not my top five. I think Midsummer like, trumps it by yeah. far. Hereditary is pretty eerie, too. I thought that was well done. Yeah, I thought that was good, too. I, I, I think I saw it, ended up seeing it after Midsummer sometime last year. Oh. But, um. I like it. It's not a top 10. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not a top 10. It, I, it was different, which is why I was excited when you said, let's go watch Midsummer. I was like, yes. I'm excited <laughs> to see what this director has else to come up with, for sure. Okay, so now we're getting into number one. Number one. Drum I absolutely love zombie movies, the fast zombies. And so 28 Days Later is my favorite. Oh, wow. Horror, 28 Days Later. Again, huge fan of Zombie. Cillian Murphy plays protagonist. I thought it was a fantastic job. Again, the whole themes of people banding together, 
the world is in so much disorder. How do you survive in this scenario? So I just thought, and it was like, that was beautifully shot too, even though London was destroyed, but just <laughs> seeing like this post-apocalyptic looking London and just navigating their way through it to hunker down and survive. I just thought it was well done. Oh, so right. Was, yeah. I feel like I actually haven't seen that movie and it's been recommended what? to me. I know it's been recommended to me so many times and I need to see it. I know. And I need to see the trilogy. Yeah. The, the second one is good too. 28 weeks later. And I like zombie movies. Yeah. Watch 28 days later. It's so good. You would love it. No zombie movies made my top five. Yeah. I think the reason why I love them and they made it to the top five is because it just introduced me to the whole scenario of zombies running the world and why it's such a cult horror favorite for others too. And it, it introduced new genre, like the new, new genre of uh, zombie or horror films at the time. I think my number one is Get Out. And I, I feel like that is very, yeah. I guess, me. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. I yeah. loved it. And upon seeing the trailers and stuff, I had no idea what to expect. But the double entendres that were within the, the film, the like allegory, the actors, like yeah. everything I thought was 10 across the board. There's so much stuff that you have to like rewatch again, much like Midsummer. I feel like I rewatched in, in Us, I rewatched in The Witch, I rewatched. Like I rewatch these things a lot. I wouldn't say they're my comfort rewatches, but they're... <laughs> Those are like some intense rewatches, <laughs> but I'm sure you pick up so much with every watch. Yeah. It's like you t pick up uh, different subtleties and if you, it's almost like you choosing your own adventure. Cause it's like, you could follow different characters down their path. You can see how things are going to happen. And, but I think that not all films do that. It's just films that have incredibly, incredible filmmaking does that where they build out each character and and you can follow their path or you could follow their plot. So that's my number one. If we get to the scariest movies, though, that's a whole different. Those are <laughs> ones that I probably will not watch again, really have a lasting impact on me and like really make me think, basically traumatize me. <laughs> I would put that, yeah, I would put that, that most scary, the scariest movies, it's scary. I call it the movies that scare the shit out of me, traumatizing as well. I agree with that. What, what was yours? Shoot. High Tension. High Another, Tension? Yeah, that was definitely one. Uh, Aliens. So the second Alien movie was scared the crap out of me. And I feel like there's a lot of history behind that one. I was a child when I went to go see this in the movie theater because my mom and stepdad went to go see it. So that, number one, as like a young Laqua watching this in a movie theater was horrifying. But the fact that like someone was, the droid was cut in half like mm -hmm. one of the climaxes of the films and seeing that as a child was horrifying and i see this mo the movie is i think is on hbo now i will not watch it i skipped actually i want to say like a couple years ago when sci-fi would would show the alien films yeah it would I, maybe they didn't have the rights to the second one but they would show one then three then four then the rest i just i have not picked it up again and i probably won't well, wait, wait, how old were you when you watched it in the theater? It was out in, I must have been, I must have been under 10 years old for sure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and it, it's traumatized me, so no. But then the scariest movie that I think, uh, well, there's a runner-up, there's a, there's a, there is one and there's another one. 
So it's Cannibal Holocaust, which is like a banned movie, just horrifically graphic, horrifying, probably wouldn't What's it about? It is like a group of explorers go to this, I think it's South America, I want to say it's Brazil, it probably isn't, to visit an indigenous population. It is about like cannibalism and it's actual film, but people actually thought that this wasn't a film and thought that this was a real documentary and it was banned and it was created like it was created such a stir that it was like banned and so what's it called again (laughs) cannibal holocaust (laughs) yeah it's it's like horrifying horrifying name horrifying movie um i think think cannibalism i would put in the type of genre of of movies that doesn't appeal to me at all yeah no Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but i have to say the scariest film that i've seen is The Descent. One of my honorable mentions. Oh, okay. <laughs> that scared the shit out of you? Yeah, it did. Be- <laughs> and I think it, it it's, again, it's tied into the storytelling, right? It's four friends that are going, they're going cave exploring and they have their own internal issues and like microaggressions and then layer that on with like humanoid, uh-uh, no. <laughs> because it's not, you set people up and you do things and they ended up doing that. They took their friendship out on each other. Like they turned on each other in the middle of this happening of all this stuff. And it's crazy. It's just like, holy cow. <laughs> no. Um, it definitely scared me away from caving. The concept like, yeah, the caving sounds cool. But then I watched the descent. I was like, forget it. No yeah. caving ever. And uh, I, what I thought, what I liked about the descent, it definitely gave me a sense of, claustrophobia mm-hmm. when you're stuck underground and you're trying to get back up out of this situation they keep on doing things in most horror movies like, why would you go down the dark dark basement why yeah. are you going up the dark attic why are, did you choose this no name area to go caving yeah <laughs> this is what happens yep. <laughs> but it left me thinking about the movie like one of the movies that just i keep thinking about it days afterwards and therefore i was like i thought that was a good movie i thought that yeah. was a good horror movie okay what are your scariest of scaries the scariest of scary number two and i watched this at, when i was in the sixth grade at a slumber party and i was hiding behind, behind my friend the whole time Aww. so i don't even remember a good chunk of it Candyman. oh yeah <laughs> truly horrific at the time the, the reason why it scared me is anything that moves behind mirrors oh gosh yeah scares me <laughs> i don't even want to go in the bathroom or look in the mirror when it's dark i always turn on the light when i'm in the bathroom or in front of any mirror mm-hmm. i feel like something's gonna jump at me in a, in a mirror I, I have this thing with mirrors and like don't look in the mirror in the dark and don't look in the mirror the and then like remember like the whole old Bloody Mary. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that's also what freaks me out about mirrors too. Like you look in the, you look in the mirror, you're in the dark and you say Bloody Mary three times and then she'll come and get you. So, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's one stigma I have with movies. And I just remember being terrified watching this movie, even though I didn't really watch it in sixth grade. I was hiding behind my friend's back. Had gave me nightmares for the couple of days afterwards, which makes me think I should just watch it now and just see, get my pulse on. Did it still scare the shit out of me? You should, you should see it again. But there's a new one coming out, September. So it's directed by Nia DaCosta. It's produced by Jordan Peele. 
What? Um, okay. Yeah, it was literally supposed to come out next week and it got pushed back, you know, because of COVID. But the trailer's out. It'd be good to see kind of the differences between the one from the 90s and the one now. Well, if we ever in a place where by September it's safe to go to the movies, like we should watch it together. Yes, <laughs> I would. To- yes, I would totally do it. Yeah. Love to. <laughs> okay. And then number one, number one, couldn't sleep for days. Couldn't sleep for days. Blair Witch Project. Okay. okay. Blair Witch Project. And I think the reason why for this one is I saw this in high school. It was so psychological to me. Mm-hmm. Like this witch that's coming out to get you. You don't see this unknown. It's almost like COVID. Like this unknown, you can't see this predator, but it's out there. It's coming to get you. I didn't realize, and you watched it, right? Yeah, I have. And this is spoiler alert. I didn't realize what was happening at the end when I was the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. So at the end, she's trying to find her friend and she goes into this like abandoned building and he's staring at the wall. And then Blair Witch comes and that's yeah. it. And I didn't realize that was happening. And then I rewatched it in college. Sam was like, yeah, you didn't know that was happening. And I was like, no. And I totally scared myself again for many days. <laughs> You're like, oh no, this is what happened. Blair Witch, the Blair Witch is coming. So for some reason, that movie just really freaked me out. And I actually want to watch that one again too, but I would only want to watch it with, with Sam or just someone else. He mm-hmm. goes, no, because it's so, the shaky camera. Yeah. It was so shaky that he got motion sickness watching it when he did, but it scared the shit out of him too. The shaky camera ruined the story for me because I couldn't catch up because I was like, what are they looking at? And then <laughs> I was like, try to make up for it. So I did watch it and I was like, okay, this is good. Kind of rose up and people were talking about it virally. And then it did so well, genuinely Great. terrifying. And- genuinely terrifying, very, very low budget yeah. too. It just did a good job of just being extremely scary. After the movie came out, people as a joke would put piles of rocks in places. And I was like, ah, don't let me see that. <laughs> it terrified me. Do you have any honorable mention? Honorable mention, video games that are adapted to horror. The Resident Evil series. Really? Actually, yes. I used to play with my little brother. And so then seeing it on the screen and seeing Mila Jovovich and I think Paul S. W. Anderson, because it's not Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, I was like, um, Paul Thomas. <laughs> yeah, the other Paul Anderson. <laughs> the other Paul. <laughs> I think he does a good job at, like, directing these films. And, and they are cheesy to a certain extent. And, like, they get kind of exhaustive. And the budget gets bigger. And the monsters get bigger and all that stuff. But it's really, you never really think these video games exist. They try their best to do movies. And I think that it's actually pretty good for the most part. I think the second one good. The first one was okay. I, I just, I find them enjoyable. Got it. You know, for, for, they're zombies and I haven't seen it. I haven't seen, they're zombie films basically. Yeah, they I are. Yeah. And I, I actually like Mila Djokovic too. So yeah, same. I'll add it to the list. If you have sci-fi there, I think they are doing a marathon at some point, but I mean, I think you can catch them on, they're around. And I think there's like literally like seven or eight of them. There's a lot. There's there a are. lot to the Resident Evil series. I'm just like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil grocery store. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's an honorable mention. I really liked Alex Garland's Annihilation. What's that one about? There's a group of scientists. They're women. They go out to explore 
a crash of some sort that they call the shimmer. And it's this bubble that exists over this area. And so it's the protagonist is Natalie Portman. She goes in. I think there's Jennifer Jason Lee, T- Tessa Thompson, I think. And they go to explore this shimmer. It's just a bunch of things that happen. They go into this environment where things are kind of messed up by physics. And then it's this other supernatural layer because they're not sure what they're going to go into. A confrontation of the self. Well, I want to read the book series. I think it's a beautiful film. And uh, I think the storytelling is very interesting. And I actually like to see Natalie Portman in more roles like that, where it's like she's a heroine. These really weird, like supernatural elements. And, and there's Oscar Isaac. And, and I <laughs> like it. <laughs> Do you think Black Swan is a horror movie? Ooh, that's a good one. That is I a good one. I do. It's, it's some level, I feel like it is elements of circumstance that I feel like leads to horror. I was thinking, too, there was another, like, where now I'm like, no, down at Natalie Portman Path. But she did this movie that I only watched on a plane called Vox Lux. I was wondering, I knew you were going to say that. I haven't yeah. seen it, but it's on my radar. What did you think? I liked it a lot. And I ended up watching it twice on the huh. plane. I think when we were going to Mexico, I watched it one way and then I watched it the other way. Cause first I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. I could totally see this happening. What did I just watch? And then <laughs> I ended up watching it the other way. And then I had even texted my friend who's a cinephile. And I was like, have you seen Vox Lux? And he was like, yeah, I like it a lot. Did I completely miss that this wasn't in the movie theater or was this going to be out in the movie theater and because of circumstantial things it wasn't released because i can completely see the reason why people are like no we cannot release this movie what's it about i don't want to spoil it but it's a girl and something tragic happens to her in her community and she decides she decides that she wants to be a pop star and she goes and she becomes this big pop star kind of evaluating her life and what she has dedicated her you should see it Okay. I'm not going to spoil it. There is a reason why I guess it wasn't widely distributed because it is, it can be a little controversial. I think Sia did some songs for the movie uh, or she wrote songs for the movie. I think it's good. It's very dark. Sam and I, um, because I was like, what's out in 2020 that's hard now that we can watch tonight? There's nothing good. There's nothing good out. Yeah. 2020. Or just not the type of horror that we like. Maybe we'll check out Box Lux. Yeah, it's hard because this year, you know, we had three months and then quarantined and or self-isolated. It's hard to hear about new things, go out and explore new things. Just look at different things on social and remember, oh yeah, there's that. Or oh yeah, there's this. And sometimes Hulu has movies that pop up. Yeah, you and... have to check out The Babysitter. Oh yes, that's right. I have it's that so down. It's so good. <laughs> and it's, it's actually like the length of film that I can, that I have the stamina now, an hour and 20 or something like, I, it's like the enjoyable ride of a horror movie that has a lot of comedy inserted throughout too. That's right up my alley. Edgar Wright movies. I love his movie. Example. So Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. And at the, in the world's end. So one honorable mention, Let the Right One In. Oh yeah. So good. That was and really I, good. I, I feel like that's another, I think it's Scandinavian too. Yeah, it, yeah. And it's slow burn as well. This little boy who doesn't have any friends 
and he meets a, a neighbor girl. I don't think this is a spoiler. She's a vampire. You just don't know if she's good or bad throughout until the very end. And I thought the way they portrayed the movie is just kept me engaged throughout. I also like anything dealing with vampires too. So maybe that's another reason. <laughs> it's a different depiction of vampires. <laughs> Let the right one uh, honorable mention for me. They also had a Scottish uh, theater group and Sam got me for Valentine's Day front rows tickets to see the play version of Let the Right One In. Oh, wow. How was that? St. Anne Warehouse. Well done. Freaking fantastic. I very much enjoyed seeing that in a play version too. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's really cool. In the fall, I might as well just have a sleeping bag. (laughs) Nighthawk. Alamo. We can do a 24-hour marathon and just try to get it all in one day. Yeah, because <laughs> I love the movie theater so much, and it just, I love the theater experience. Like Me too. I'm a movie theater or film cinematic nerd, and so it's awful to see what's happening now, but I would, you know, I want to get out there and I want to support when it's, everyone's healthy and you're able to do so. Same, same. I really, really hope that they can make it through all of it, what's happening. I, I like the idea of going to the movies as an event for yeah. the day. I like the feel of that a lot. Watching movies at home, there's some advantages too. You can pause like bathroom break. I'm not going to miss anything. <laughs> but that co-shared experience, as you mentioned, I absolutely enjoy that. I absolutely enjoy that it forces me to tune out everything else stop looking at my phone and just focus on a movie yeah. that's that's what i liked about going to the movies as well that's all so, i got yeah so let's wrap this up what do yeah. you have do you have anything to plug or anything you have to say a parting words parting words if you haven't out of, out of my top five scary movies i would highly recommend if anybody who hasn't seen and who likes horror Midsummer. I think out of the top five, I would recommend that because it's most more recent and it's a horror that's never been done before. I love that recommendation. And I agree. I agree. I'd have to say that that is such a powerful film. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. Thanks, <laughs> Until next time. Until next time.